Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One, up to uh, Chapter Fifty Six, Page Kufalaf One Hundred One. In the midst of the Fourteenth Discourse, called Shoftim, and we're in the middle of the discussion on the difference between Er and Shefa, which can be uh, translated as I've been translating Er as energy or light and Shefa as a flow and um, flow with the distinction being that one is a transmission two types of transmission one is a transmission of a something of substance when we say substance everything is substance especially today we know as whether it has this type of whether it's airwaves or sound waves or its actual physical uh, transmission of uh, electricity or transmission of physical things like water or um, charity, as he said, they all go under the loose title called, loose category called Shefa. But there's a distinction. Now, like we learned earlier, for example, that the light that was created the first day was able to, Adam was able to see from one end of the world to the next with that light. When you talk about light waves, sound waves, besides the fact that they reach one place, one earth to the one side of the planet to the other, they also pierce walls. They, uh, they, uh, you, you can be in your own home and you can listen to the radio or turn on the internet or TV. So even though they are definitely, this, they're, they're waves and they're measurable and so on, but they're a whole different category. So as such, um, they have a very strong distinction from that to uh, something that is a shefa that we can tangibly relate to. So though the Rebbe Rashab does use the words blima, or the expression that he actually used when he spoke about shefa, he said the words were shefa the shefa made the hashpah eizemuhuz dover Clearly, he's referring. When he means that, it's a it's a broad term, and can be used even when you're talking about uh, anything. That's why he said that the Kabbalim, the early the Kabbalists, used the word Er, where the Chokrim used the word Shefa. So clearly, they were referring to similar ideas. But when you break it down, as I just said, even though technically everything is a transmission and everything can be under the category of Shefa. But there's a big distinction between a, a transmission that's in a type of air and there's one that's a type of shefa, meaning one that has that type of substance that can be measured, can be passed on, and remains, as he said, and if, uh, remains with the recipient. And the second thing is that it also it um, affects the transmitter and the recipient. There's an impact that it has. So the key distinction to establish the difference in Shef and Neir, as we've been talking about it, are these factors. So when you want to apply that now to the examples, let's say, take, let's say, airwaves. Okay, you have, um, the airwaves are allowed to have, let's say, cellular phones. So clearly, there's definitely a, uh, there, there are waves that allow sound to be heard, and they allow sound and vision to be seen. So you can ask the question, is that something that is connected to its source or not? So the question is really, you have to apply the example and see whether it fits or doesn't fit. The examples he's been using here in Ayin Bay's, for Oyer that is, is sunlight and any other form of light that has a source that emits that light. 
an energy. And uh, the second one, the example that I used in the last chapter, 55, was Erev Chayis HaNefesh. The light and energy and the life force of the soul. So there, that fits very well into the category of Er. Other forms of transmission, you simply have to determine what, what, which, which, what type of transmission is it. I would think that electricity, for example, or light waves and sound waves also have a source. And you stop that source, you could basically block these type of waves. If, for example, um, you stop the beaming and transmission of any type of electricity, and you can have the electricity gets cut off, it stops flowing. It, you know, yes, does it have an impact on the place where it reaches? Yes, but so does solar energy, though. Solar energy is sunlight. You take away the sun, there's no longer uh, energy. Can you bottle that energy? You can bottle the impact of that energy. That energy could heat water, for example. Countries that use solar energy. You can, uh, it, you can, you can channel the energy in all kinds of interesting ways. But we're talking about the light itself is no longer there at that point. When you talk about, for example, the hashpah of seichel, intelligence, there, even if the teacher is gone, as he said, and, and the flow has stopped, the ideas remain and they remain and they, and they, and they, forever and ever with the recipient. And the second aspect that it also changes and affects the source. So in a case like sunlight, even though its impact has impact and so on, but it doesn't affect the, does it, the source have to immerse itself? Does it have to work? Does it have to, like you call the tirde, hislapshus, hisaskus, the different words of applying yourself, of committing, of investing, of involving, Involvement, the answer is no. Whereas a shefa, in the pure sense of a shefa, there is that element. There is an effort, and therefore there's also, in other words, there's basically the three things. There's substance being transmitted, therefore, therefore there's an effort, because it needs. it's not just flowing directly, automatically out of the source. And as, as a result of effort, there's an impact, for good or for bad, on everyone involved, on the transmitter and on the recipient. Now, if you say, for example, sun also has an impact on the recipient, yes, it has an impact. It warms us, and without it, we wouldn't be alive. But that's not what we're talking about, that it has, that there are uh, incidental impact on us. The question is whether there's an impact on the light itself or on the source when it transmits that light. And that's the answer. The light and the source are not affected by, <coughs> by the impact, whereas, let's say, a teacher is affected by students. Are there students there? Are there students not there? So as he explained in this past chapter, like the sun of this cloudy day, overcast day, makes no difference. If students are clouded, so to speak, and are blocked, and it makes absolute difference to the teacher. So that was example number one, is the sunlight that we discussed in the last chapter. Example number two is Erev Chayis HaNefesh. So though, as he said in the parentheses, fundamentally, soul energy inside of a body is a pnimi, but it functions like an air, meaning... In other words, the air here, the whole example of light and energy is going to be for Sevev, for Makif, not Primi. But as far as this element of air, where <coughs> there's no effort on the part of the, there's no substance in the sense, uh, that the, the energy just flows automatically and there's no effort. And um, and so on. There, the air of is an example for air and not Shafa. And the fact, as he said, that the body has to be prepared, that's a general preparation, it has to be a human body, not another body. And the fact that the soul has to go through a tzimtzum to enter into a body, that again is simply the process, just like a sun has a uh, nartic, has a shell, a shield, same too. So, so that's just how it transmits. It needs to be diminished. But the bottom line is it still retains its property of energy that is not 
that 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 is and, and light that is not like shafa in all the in all the different differences that we've discussed. Okay. So when you talk about the faculties, for example, like he said, when your mind is 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 more refined due to whether. Uh, due to not having eaten a meal or other factors that refine a brain, that itself has a direct impact on how the energy flows. When it comes to a body, it doesn't make a difference if it's a, a, a goof gas or a goof av, or a goof gas or a goof tak, meaning a subtle, a, a refined body or a, a, a coarse one. Just like there's no difference in the life force between the head to the toe. So that's the two examples he's used in chapter 55. To contrast that with what he discussed in chapter 54 and 53, what Shefa is. So basically, the end of the second half of 53 and 54 were dedicated to Shefa, with examples of, just to sum it up, there's the physical example, Zdoka was the first example, water. Then he moved to the Kechas and Efesh faculties, the power to throw, the more refined power to draw, or something that has a skill and a craft. Then the relationship with Seichel, how Seichel manifests in each of those. And, and applies itself. Of course, the ashpa of a teacher to a student, that's also a classic example for Shafa. And then, in chapter 53, with the examples for air, we have right now so far two examples, sunlight and the light and the light and energy of the soul. I mean, breakdown of sunlight is also, obviously, moonlight and the light of a flame, all of them. Another example I should add, he added was the one with the flame that actually, the fire that heats and warms metal. So that too is a function of an air. So these are several examples. The two big examples are the sunlight and the chayas anefesh and the soul, but there's also the other specific ones, specifically the matris and the and, and the so on. And the metal that is placed into a fire, which again works like an air, not like a shafa. That's the distinctions, and that sums up uh, basically the last few chapters. Now he continues in chapter 56. He's going to go into um, obviously qualifying some things and we're going to talk about some questions about these examples. Obviously all of this is to come illuminate and teach us what air is, which is really coming to explain what transcendent energy is. Which, which it, it, its function is not a function. It's All it is is gilimina etzen. Reveals... It's a, it's a revelation or expression of the essence, as opposed to mamalaklam and erpnimi, which its function is lahoyeres elemas. Its purpose and function is to illuminate the worlds and therefore to be and to be internalized within them. Er and Shef are examples for this, but to get that clearly, the examples are still being developed here. And I want to add one more, a few other things that I didn't mention. I should mention before we continue, and that is it's a key key point in the last chapter was the difference between um, when you say something is or so he spoke about that even Shefa also is obviously Seichel and it's coming from a, a Bar Seichel so a Chacham, a wise person is giving off wisdom so his his transmission is a, is a transmission of knowledge as he is knowledgeable but he explained that this is, this is called it's not it's not Kamoyha the difference being, the example he gave was the example when an uh, intelligent person, a scholar, speaks uh, mundane matters. So there's, there's, there's wisdom in there. And there's things we learn from that. Whereas a simple person, you don't have that wisdom. But the, clearly it's still called mundane matters. Meaning that it's not, that it's not 
So being he's an intelligent person, so even his so-called uh, mundane words and simple language also has wisdom in it. But no one's going to call Sichas Chulin like light that reflects a source. When it comes to energy, a light, besides the fact, the effort that the teacher has to apply, even a wise person to teach. Just talking about this element, when we say the mile of air, meaning the advantage, the virtue of of air over Shafa, as he says, that is me'ina shemesh. So he's, the, key, the key to understand that is that seichel doesn't work quite in that way. So it's kafi'ayfanatzim. It's not a contradiction to, and, and it's definitely according, what I said was that it's informed by the etzim. It's informed by the source. That transmission. Just like the transmission of water. You transmit water, literally a physical thing. Obviously you could say the water is similar to its source. Not only similar, it is, it's, it is the same thing. You're transmitting water. But, you're not, but uh, in that case, actually, it's not a good example because there's no really etzem and there's no essence and there's no ref- there's no transmission of the essence. The water itself is actually being moved. But let's say when a, a, a wealthy person is giving money to a pauper. Tzedakah, he used the example. So the tzedakah, because he's a wealthy person, he has money, so he's able to give it. You wouldn't say the money is... is, is you see, not kamoya etzem. Uh, there too, again, is not really a good example because it's still money and money is money. So that type of shefa... It doesn't really work well. In the faculties, it works very well because when a faculty manifests inside of a container, there it's already not the essence of the of the of the source of the transmission. It's a reflection of it, and yet it's a reflection that is only commensurate with, um, only uh, so-called, a uh, as I said, informed by. And now we go to chapter Nunvav, chapter 56. <clears throat> On chapter 56, he's going to qualify some of the examples that we've been that we've been learning here. Ach, hanefesh beguf. However, this example we just used about the soul, the spirit that gives life to a body which has within the properties, which has within it the properties of Ur, in all the aspects that he discussed. Um, All the properties that we said in Ur, number one, that it does not take any effort on the part of the transmitter. Number two, that it's me'ena etzem. It's like a reflection of. Number three, that it radiates everywhere equally. So now he's going to qualify. However, the soul is mugde beguf. When we talked about the sun, we said it's not, it's not contained by or in any way confined by where it radiates or shines. The nefesh, however, is confined by the body in which it enters. Because when it gives life to this body, it cannot give life to another body. Recall, this, is, this makes it more similar to Shefa. Because we talked about a teacher, when he's involved in this effort of teaching one, he can be doing something else. 
So, for example, when we talked about a person's throwing a stone, and that power, your force, your, at that moment, you're using your strength to throw a stone, you can't be doing something else. I'm not talking about with another faculty. With that faculty and that particular effort. So, when you talk about a soul, well, the soul is radiating inside the body. Yes, within that body, it radiates equally and gives and, and, and vitalizes, energizes every part of the body from head to toe equally. But it is confined to this body. Like it says in Zayar, Sharajbi Shalm Eliyahu, Rashim Bayechai asked Eliyahu Novi, Lamalayhoye by Idra. Why didn't he come to the to the to the group, to the community, to the great to the gathering? When all the others gathered there, all the students gathered. The Heshivlay Shahit Sarah Lahatsil Asrab Hamnuna Saba Bekhaverov. And Elio answered, because he had to, at that time, he had to save Rabbi Nunasava and his colleagues. They were in danger, and Elio Nobi went to save them. So, of course, there's a big question here. So it continues. It says in the commentary, Khel Barama is a commentary in the Zayah. And he's going to answer a question. Rajbi asked Aliyah Novi why he wasn't there in the Idra. And he answered, he went to save Rabbi Munasava and his colleagues. The obvious question is, we find Aliyah Novi coming to every bris. And there are many brises that happen simultaneously. So why couldn't he be in two places at once? So the Isa Rama, he says in Kalrama, Mishum de la for the honor. He had to manifest inside of a body, El Yohanovi. It wasn't enough just his soul should come and his spirit to save him. For his honor, he had to manifest in a body. And the same thing with Rajbi. In honor of Rajbi, Rajbi wanted him to come to the Yidr. He had to be in a body. And it's impossible for one soul to be in two separate bodies at the same time. He doesn't say at the same time actually, he says to be two separate bodies. But clearly he means at the same time, because you can have Gilgal and so on, reincarnation. And that which is found comes to every bris. That just sparks alone. Sparks of his soul. But because of the honor of Nun Saba, that's why Rabbi Shabi said, why couldn't you be here? He said, I had to be elsewhere. Because it wasn't enough just to be with like a spark. So to be there, completely there. That's less than a Seder? And a Seder is, is more than a spark? No, Seder is the same, same thing. Spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why it can be a many Seders. But it doesn't bring Seder, because by Seder, is more of a custom. By a bridge, it says in Svarim, by Seder, I don't think it says it with the same authority as it, that uh, Leo comes to every bris. But anyway, he doesn't bring Seder, he brings a bris. I don't have to look that up. So what do we know from all this? So we see from this that the basol is, is contained by the body. And now he's going to explain this by distinguishing it from the sun. And this we understand, the contrast, the uniqueness in others, the contrast, the the... the this element of, soul, of, of a soul's energy can be understood from the light and reflection of the sun. Because the sun is not 
confined or contained in any particular so-called body. Because from the mega the the growth of the grain, the mega from the sun, it makes things grow. It makes things grow everywhere. So you see the sun's impact. Megat Shemesh is an expression used when the sun, heat, uh, basically the sun's energy is uh, helping things grow. So you see that the sun, any, everywhere in the world, act, affects everything everywhere equally. And at the same time, the sun also has many functions as, at, at once. So as opposed to the soul, which is confined, and when it's there, it can't be somewhere else, the sun does gradiate everywhere. Now obviously a question can be asked. One minute. The sun is confined to this earth. It only radiates on this earth. It doesn't radiate, for example, on different planets. Yes, it does. Because the sun is the same sun, but different solar systems. You could ask the question, okay, the sun is a sun for this solar system. It's not a sun of another solar system. Okay, that may be the answer. That the sun, bottom line is, it's just that they're very distant, so they don't maybe benefit from the sun's direct uh, warmth or, or light. But bottom line is, it's radiating. Only its impact is not seen everywhere. Good, that you can say that. Whereas the soul, when it's giving life to this body, it's not giving life to another body. Correct? Okay. So the soul, the sun is not confined in any particular way. We, we learned that the soul gives life to the body equally any place in the body. In the body, but not to another body. See, see, but can you say that in the body that the, the soul gives more life, let's say, to, break, to the brain or heart? He said exactly opposite. No, he said the opposite. Like, yes, that was here. Right. And, and, but it would seem like if you're using an analogy of, of, uh, for the planets or this and that, of the sun... You can say it's it's it, it's it's equally there, but it's weaker. No, it's weaker brain power, but not weaker life force. No, the, the life force is equal everywhere, just like the sun in that sense. Here he's talking about being the confined element. Remember, there were different parts of the example. But let's continue on. Now he says another thing. He's, 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 he's analyzing these examples, obviously, to understand how it works with Eir and Shefa. So now he goes like this. Ach HaShemesh, however, the sun, who muchrech bagili. The sun must radiate. The sun doesn't have a choice to shut itself down. Oh, I, I have to correct what I... No, I made a mistake how I, how I read these lines. Correction, my friends. He's giving an example to understand the transcendent light and energy, Right? That's not like Shefa. Shefa, this thing of substance, it considers and weighs, considers and applies itself to the destination of where that transmission is going. That's very clear. A teacher, anything, you, you need to recognize where it's, you're giving it. And it impacts the transmitter and the recipient in a very direct way. Also, this transmitter is involved and works, makes an effort. Oh, I just said that. And finally, is confined by this effort. When he's involved in teaching, a good teacher is involved in this and not in something else. 
And he gave the two examples. An air, on the other hand, is not of sub- not substance. Air is just a reflection of what's coming from the source. It doesn't have to apply itself and consider the recipient. And it doesn't make any change in the transmitter. So one aspect in the soul doesn't work here in this example. And that's the confined. Where the, t- the, the soul works more like a teacher because it's confined to this body and other, not another. So he says, yuvan. So this aspect, to understand the non-confined nature of transcendent light, that we understand from the sun and not from the soul. And then the, soul, the, the example of the sun light has another flaw, and then we understand that flaw through the soul. In other words, the reason he gave two examples, what he's doing here is in chapter 56, he's explaining that the two examples, each one adds something that the other one doesn't have. The, the sun adds the lack of confinement, the lack of being mugdur, as he puts it. The confined and, and um, committed to this particular area. Transcendent light doesn't have that. So where do you learn that? You can't learn that from the soul, because the soul is confined and committed to this body, not to another. So you learn that from the sun. On the other hand, the sun has a thing that doesn't work with transcendent light. The sun must radiate. And the light from God doesn't have to come. It's it's willed. And that, the sun example, doesn't work. So Hashem is humuchlech bagili. So what do we learn there? This element that it's not for, not must, doesn't must radiate, this yuvan we understand by erva chayesa nefesh. Sheena nefesh muchlech bagiluyim. The soul is not, this aspect we learn from the energy and life force of the soul, because the spirit is, does not have, is not muchlech bagiluyim. It doesn't have to be revealed. It has the power to conceal its, its faculties. As we learned earlier, and he's giving the same example, if you remember a few chapters back, we learned that Rotson, the will, desire, has the power to conceal faculties, whereas the faculties don't have that power. Seichel can only conceal part. And he gives the example from Avramavin. Like Avramavin, like that he, restri- he, can, he um, repressed. I see the word is not repressed, the other. Suppressed. He suppressed his love of his, for his only son. You have to say that he completely concealed that faculty. Because if there was something left of it, he wouldn't be able to do it. He wouldn't be able to bring his son as an offering. So we see the soul has the power to conceal its faculty. Because so he had not completely concealed that faculty, he, the, the, it was not possible that he would have done the asiya, he would have done the offering properly. The soul also has the power, the ability, to completely conceal all its energy and revelation. Not just a faculty. This you could say, okay, the soul is the power to not to conceal a faculty that comes from it. The soul has the power of love, and here it's suppressing that love. Now he's saying the whole energy of the soul can also be suppressed and concealed. Like in reincarnations, as uh, God forbid. The nefesh adam begufa behema. 
God forbid, in the situation of Gilgulim, the reincarnation of the soul of a human being in the body of an animal. Because an animal, the animal does not live from the soul of the human being. Like we said before, souls fit into different types of bodies. So what's, how is that working exactly? How could the soul of a human being be in the animal of a body? Uh, the body of an animal? It's because the soul, the Salma Erva Gili Batsmith, the animal can't do anything about this, the animal's body. So it's because the soul itself has the ability to conceal, the Salam, conceal its light and its energy within itself. Batsma. These souls that are in. in, in Visham. They're in prison. They're in prison. It's like it's like a it's like a, a it's like a stroke victim. There's pain, yeah. So you never know who you're dealing with. Yeah, but sometimes the souls are trapped in in human beings that are like cow, like animals, which is even worse. Your soul right now might be crying. They say, "What kind of body do I want?" You're not, but your soul is. Do you ever cry for no apparent reason? Sometimes, like in the middle of the night. Okay. Anyway, all this is just being, trying to point out how the soul has the element of choice here. Visham and there in Gilgulim, in the case of uh, reincarnation, Mitzad Heder Hakelim. The the reason that that, there's, that the soul is concealed is because there's no containers. She'en gufa that means the body of the animal is not prepared for it. This is a very important qualification. I'll explain in a moment. And that's why it's not really an excellent explanation. Because you could say it's like, the, it's like the clouds. It's like the clouds that don't let the sunlight through. So here you have a, you have a keli. So it's not that the soul is... You have, we don't have proof from this to say the soul is suppressing itself. No, you could say there's no containers. There's no container. No, the soul m- must give off energy, but there's no containers, nowhere to go. Did you have a nephew of a cow in human body? <laughs> you could probably. In other words, it's something like having a very overcast day. It's a very, very dark overcast day. So the sun is not shining, not because it's not uh, because it chose not to shine, because the containers are not there. So the sun is being blocked. That's why he says the first example. That's why he says Vyasan move on. It's, 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 it's better understood, this idea of the, 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 the proof that the soul has, has the ability to withhold energy. It's better understood with the first example, with Avram, that it can conceal the faculties. However, in truth, even the concealment of the general life force, like in, God forbid, in reincarnations, it's not only because of the lack of containers, which means the body of the animal is not prepared, is not worthy, it's not muchan, um, it's not. You say a keli is ready, is, is shaped, tailored to receive the spirit, tzudas, the shape and spirit of the spirit of a, of a soul, spirit of a human being. This is, by the way, all the long parentheses. Because if it was actually forced, if the soul had to, was compelled, and had no choice, 
in 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 its, in Ba'el, in its energy and and revelation, then it would be revealed automatically, even in a container that is not prepared for it. And he's giving now the example of the sun, like the sunlight. Even when there are uh, uh, clouds that block, that conceal. And the sunlight doesn't reach, in other words, the earth, because you don't see it because of the cloud. Nevertheless, energy is flowing from the sun. Light is flowing from the sun. Like we learned earlier, chapter 55, the previous chapter. So a big qualification here in the whole thing. Vagam shesham nizbar, it's a parenthesis within a parenthesis. Vagam shesham nizbar shuzau mipnei shuhu b'chinesayir. And even though there we explained, there it was explained, that this is because it's the level of air. Vahayin hashein etoli b'kelim, since it's air, not shefa, meaning it's a it's energy, light. And it's not dependent, ain't etoli b'kelim, it's not dependent on containers. M'komokim gamze muvim, m'komokim gamze muvim mizeshu mukhir so it's true that earlier our discussion there with the clouds was not to demonstrate that the sun must radiate. It was to demonstrate that the sun radiates and is not, not its, its, its emanation is not determined and dependent on containers. Nevertheless, another thing, another thing we conclude from that, it's also understood from this, that it must radiate. In other words, it doesn't have within it the capacity to just not let light come out of itself. The sun is created to be a luminary. And that's why if you remember when he used the example with sunlight earlier, there was the example with sunlight, there sunlight was actually not, a, not an example for Er Makif. You remember the difference between sun and said the difference between sunlight and the light that was created on the first day? I'm going back now to chapter... Um, uh, 50, uh, 48. So if you look there on top of the page, he there he explained that sunlight is actually an example for Eripnimi. Uh, Why? Because it has a purpose. Its whole purpose is to radiate this earth. It was created, top of page, uh, what did I say, 48, top of page 84. So there, that part of that, then the sun was an example for the other type of the imminent energy. So he's saying, that this element, this is part of the example that the sun, the clouds, in chapter 55 is using that to explain, to explain um, that it's light and not flow, not shefa. But you could also learn from that that it's forced to sign. Because if, if there are clouds and there's a complete blockage, why doesn't the sun just simply stop saying, you know, it's not worth it? I won't, I won't extend energy now. It's not being used anyway. But the sun, because the sun is a luminary that must shine all the time. Okay, one second, before we continue. Okay, so bottom line, what he's qualifying now is, he's, he, he, just to summarize the parentheses so far. He began first by saying that we have two ways to see how the soul can, can suppress its energy. One is like Avram, it just suppresses its faculties, completely suppresses. The second, when the, with the reincarnation, you see in an animal, that the soul, the soul does not shine there, does not radiate, does not energize it with the, soul, the specific, with the unique soul of the human soul. It's either from God or from Bechir, which is God-like, which is also like some God. I don't know what you mean by that. Either the question God is, the question... Doing, it. doing what? 
making the soul, suppressing the soul. God, the, no, he's saying he's here. He's proving. which is no, 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 no. Here, here it's clearly it's not nothing. We're not talking about God now. We're talking about the soul's capacity. That the soul has the capacity to conceal. So there was one thing is concealing its faculties. The second is concealing its energy. We see this from the Gilgulim. That's what we're discussing now. One second. Let me let me sum it up. Now, when the soul is not radiating inside of an animal that it has reincarnated in, so how is the animal alive? It doesn't say here, but you could say two ways. One is that it has an animal soul anyway. And just as an aside, in, in this prison, it's also a prison for the human soul. Or you could say that maybe the outer layers of the, the, the human soul, the, as, the aspects of it that, for example, energize even a being. We also have similarities to an animal, the fact that we can move and so on. You could say maybe that has impact. I don't know. But it's, 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 it's not really relevant to the point here. Maybe it is. We'll get to that if he says it. The point, however, is that we see from that is definitely a big part of the soul. Its unique element as being nefesh adam, spirit of human being, is not manifest. So in the parentheses, he started qualifying by saying, well, you could say it's not manifest because there's a lack of container. So therefore, the first example works better. But now he's saying, no, even the, even the example of the reincarnation also works because if it was not, if it was forced to give off, to give, if it was like a sun, meaning that it must radiate, it would radiate even in, and, and it must emanate, it would emanate even in a container that's not prepared for it. Like the sun shines even when there's, even when there's clouds. Even when there's a total cloud, let's say a complete block, and there's no benefit of the sun on earth, at least, I mean, there's always a benefit because the sun makes its way through no matter what happens. But we won't go into that. The sun continues to radiate. The fact that we used earlier the example of the clouds um, to explain something else, which is to explain that it's light and not dependent on the containers, fine. But it also shows another thing. It shows that the sun is a radiating force at all times. Now going back to the, now he's going back to the soul. So we know from this, that the sun does not have the capacity of concealing its energy and and uh, stopping the glow, the revelation. Because the revelation the, the, from the soul, the soul's expression, is also the level of air. Light and energy. It also is fundamentally air as we learned before. Because we see it doesn't cause any change in the source. We see this from the other factors. Remember, there's many factors that define air. The other factors, that it doesn't cause any change in the source. And that the revelation and life of it is without any effort and work. Nevertheless, and, 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 and nevertheless, it still needs a general preparation of the body, as we said earlier. It needs to be the guf adam, the body of a human being. Calling the soul like the sunlight or like the sun? Neither. The soul is the soul. It's it's, it's just making he's making the distinctions between the different examples. Let me. He's he's, he's working it through here. 
He's saying, in other words, what he's saying like this is that the nefesh, so, so we have two types of ur here. One is an ur that must shine and one does not. He's explaining that each, each example has a quality the other one does not have. The quality of the sun is, that we said, is that it's not confined. So the transcendent energy is not confined, like the sun is not confined. The soul of, the, of a human being is confined in this body, not another. On the other hand, the soul has a, has a flaw in the example. The flaw is that it must radiate. The soul must not, does not have to. And he's, that's what he's discussing. It's still air. It's still air because we see all the other properties of the soul functions like an like an air, not like a shafa. That it doesn't have to. That it, that that, uh, that it um, that causes no change and there's no effort involved. Nevertheless. It has to have a body that's prepared to receive. One second, we didn't finish. And what we said earlier in the parentheses in the previous chapter, that the soul is an air primi, an internal energy. It's not mamish. Here again, example of mamish. It's not virtually an internal energy like the faculties inside of the organs. Because you cannot compare how the faculties manifest in organs and how the soul manifests in a body. Both, in the way it reveals, and also how it's felt inside the body. In other words, this means that both from the perspective of the soul's energy, or the energy, and both from the perspective of the containers, you can't compare. And that's why it's sufficient in this case just a general preparation. I just want to make sure I got my parentheses right here. So we have the first one, Sham. Okay. I don't know from this. We're now in the, sec- in, the, in the parentheses within the parentheses. Second parentheses within the parentheses. Now he's fin- so now we just finished this, this parenthesis. So let me explain this parenthesis. What he said right now is the following. <clears throat> okay. You could say initially, you could say, um, the fact that the clouds block the the light from shining, we used before as an example, that's air. What's air? Air means that the that the F, the source is not affected by nor does it have to apply itself to radiate. The proof is, you see clouds, even though they're clouds, nevertheless it continues to radiate without any difference. It doesn't make a difference to it whether it's being received, it's not being received, and where it's shining and how it's shining and so on. When it comes to a teacher and a student, for example, Shefa doesn't work that way. The student is not a keli, Meaning there's, let's say, cloud that, so to speak, block the flow. I'm just going back to the language. I want to get the exact words. 
The soul, the sun does not negate, it does not affect it, it's not negate, it doesn't care one way or the other, it's oblivious. And whether it shines or not does not add or subtract. So when there's clouds, it doesn't have any impact. Not in the sun and not in the revelation from the sun. Whereas we'll say, I'm going back to chapter 55. If the student is not a keli, the teacher can't properly, uh, cannot uh, transmit. Oyer doesn't work that way. Okay. So that's the difference between Eir and Shefa. So that's what he explains. So now he's saying, now when we talk, let's say, about the Gilgul, why, why can't you say a Gilgul is similar to that? So he's saying no. Initially you can say there's no container to receive, and that's why the, 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 it's like, like, like the clouds. But he's saying no, that's not the case. Because with the clouds, the sun continues to give light. And the fact that they're clouds means that the sun is not affected by whether the clouds are coming or not. You also know from this that the cloud is the, the sun must give light. Because the, the soul is also an energy. It's also a life force. It's also like the sun in that sense. And since the soul is also a, 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 an air, as he's going to say at the end, as he said before, he's going to conclude, and it's not shining inside the body of the animal, you have to say that it's not forced to shine. That's the point that he's making here. But there's the distinction. The distinction is... And this goes back maybe to the first point. Distinction is that there has to be some general preparation of the body. Meaning there has to be some type of keli here. It's not like an erpnimi, the keli of, of the, the container of the faculties. But nevertheless, there's some type of container here. Let me just finish the whole parentheses and then I'll explain the whole thing again. And if the soul was had to radiate, would have been transmitted from it the revelation even in the animal, even the body, in the, in the, in the, even in the body of an animal. It would have been in the form of makif, but there would have been some radiating, some energy would be going in. It would be makif would not be entering it like in the primi, like inside of the body of a human being. And the fact that there's no revelation at all, that proves, that shows, that demonstrates that the revelation is a willful one. It's by will, not by necessity. That's the parenthesis. It's a little back and forth, back and forth. That's why it seems a little complicated, but I think you just break it down into pieces. Not, it, it, it's uh, it's uh, digestible. Is that, uh, do you guys get it? You want to explain? I'll explain it again. I'll explain it in more detail, maybe. <clears throat> the only thing that threw me is because it looks like in this second example, it's this second point, he's bringing back point one in a way. Alludes to it a bit. Okay. Bottom line is like this. 
a neshama, a soul, is like in some ways, as we said, it's primarily an oir. But it has in some ways an element of shefa in it. And that's why this whole little dance here of balancing the both sides to it. What's the shefa part of, of the soul? Like I said, it's contained in the body. And it cannot give life to another body, which is why Eliyahu Novi couldn't be in two places at once. Fine. When it comes to air now, seemingly the sun is more of an air because the whole body of the sun is only to give light. But it doesn't work good in the example because above, by God, he's not, he's not forced to give light. So the soul is going to have more of an aspect of similarity because it's retainous. It's by will. But in a way, you lose something when you say it's by will. Because in the will, if it's will, then it's not really air. It may not be shefa. Yes, it does, it, it, there's no uh, impact on the source. And the source doesn't have, any, have to make any effort to give off light. But in a way, you could say sun is much more quintessential light because all it is is light. But in, but in the example, in the whole discussion of this, we're going to learn that there's an aspect that you want to come away with that it has to be retained, it has to be by, by, by will. So that's what the soul adds. But in the process, we go into a whole another dimension of understanding Ur. So let me finish what I have to say, because I want to get this out. It's very important to get this, break it down. So we have the sunlight, we know that. Now we have the soul's light. Soul's light in some way, Shefa, as I said, in one aspect of Shefa, which is that it's contained by the body. In the other aspects that there's no impact on the source, like let's say by a teacher or any real shefa flow, and that it doesn't have to involve itself and work hard in work and apply itself to giving off to emanate, in that sense it's air. Now, this will that it has the ability to conceal itself has the virtue that it teaches us that these things are by will. But now we go like this. The concealment of the faculty is good. That's a good example and explanation of how it's by will. What about reincarnation inside of an animal body? So you could argue, or initially not just argue, it is true, that's primarily because of the containers. There's lack of container. So in that sense, you could say the sun and clouds and a soul of a human being inside of an animal body are very similar. This is an air, this is an air, and now they've encountered a block. This one has now an animal body to contend with, this one has clouds to contend with. So he says no. So even though that aspect of air within both of them is affected by the clouds, both show that even though something is blocking, the sun will continue to radiate. What about the soul? You could say the soul also continues to radiate, but he says it doesn't. So this comes brings us to, to a second point. The fact that the soul, sun continues to radiate is not just because it's an air and doesn't care and not affected by the clouds, but because it has to radiate. When it comes to a block that blocks the, 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 the soul of the human being, two factors impact on it's not radiating. One is, yes, there's lack of container, as he said, you need at least a general container. As he said before, in that sense, there's a chef element, but it's not complete chef because as we said, it's not like the faculties inside the body. The faculties inside the organs, 
are actually completely manifest there. A soul inside of a body is not is is mugdir. It's confined here, and you need to have a general preparation, as opposed to a son that doesn't have any preparation necessary. But but another aspect behind this is besides the container is that the sun must radiate and the soul doesn't have to. So if the container is not there, which means it's an animal soul, it's not just that it continues to radiate, it doesn't continue to radiate, it stops radiating. And it proves that if it would radiate, it would be in a form of makiv. There'd be something in the animal soul. And the fact that there's nothing proves that it's also by will. So the, so we have here two types of air, which you can list... And they function differently. In some things they're very similar. The thing they're similar in is that there's no impact on the source and it doesn't have to put any, make any effort in applying itself. And the difference is that one is confined by a body and is, a, is that has some, some impact, on, not impact on it, but it limits, it, it, um, it, uh, in, in that sense it's an air premium, it needs an animal, it needs a human body, not an animal body. And that the soul is by desire can choose to withhold its energy, to suppress its energy. That's what he said here in this parenthesis. What's your question now? The, 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 the soul is an example of order, and the sunlight is, is a muscle for order. Like What's the difference between muscle and example? I don't really know. They both mean example to me. They're both an example for order, but they have, what he's qualifying in this chapter is each one has a flaw that the other one. Uh, other one, the other other one comp- complements. Sun, sunlight is not is not really or it's, it has characteristics like or, but the the, the soul itself. Where did you get this from? I, I, I don't. So that, that's what why I'm do you say that? Why sunlight is light? It's called or Hashemish. It's a real or. It's not a muscle. It's not like an example. It's not like something like it. It's really or. Okay, I didn't know that. What do you mean? It's physical or. I understand. We're talking about the physical. You mean to, you mean to say because the soul's energy is less, is not is not tangible like the sun, sun's energy? Is that what you mean? I, 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 that, he's not discussing that at all here. That's altogether not relevant here. Here he's discussing the way they function. Look, um, electricity works for you. Electricity is also not visible. It has a source of electricity and there's electricity flow of electricity. You just said sunlight, you're talking about sunlight because you see the sunlight and you don't see the soul's light. More than that. What would what, be more than no, that? I, I just thought Remember, the sun is also transmitting all kinds of rays when it comes to things so that you don't we're, see. We're limited, so we get a physical physical muscle, which is not a re- really, you're saying like <clears> you're defining it as real or. I don't know what you mean by real R. The real R word is a very... What means real R? Only R and Sof. Divine light is divine light. Right. We have examples of... But we're we're, we're talking about examples... We're talking about examples to understand the transcendent energy of God. Right. And the soul is something of that. So so the first example was sunlight. Sunlight is... is, is, And the second example is the soul. This distinction you're making, the Rebbe Rashab doesn't make. Let me just make that clear. He doesn't make this distinction. His distinctions is how they uh, how they work, because the bottom line is everything originates from God's light. Okay, the question is sun, the soul's energy and the soul sun, and the, and the sun's energy all originate from God's energy. 
But they function differently, and they're different examples. I don't know what you mean by real art. I don't know with the, with the word who defines what real art is. Have you ever met real art? I mean, what? I mean, the only art we know is the art that we relate to. What does real art mean? I have, but there is something that maybe I never met. Why, why would you say the soul's energy is more uh, uh, is more real art than the, the sun? They're both created. They're both not divine. The divine energy before the symptom. No, the soul is a soul that comes inside a body. They're rooted. It's rooted. Everything's rooted. But that's divine energy. God's energy and the soul's energy. The soul that gives energy inside of a body is coming from God. But so is the soul. So is the sunlight. So is the light that, that, the, that the sun gives us is also coming from God. Did you understand all these distinctions I made? Okay. It's just that in this parentheses it went back and forth, back and forth. So I wanted to just work it out here. So I think there's two aspects to the body, to the with the impact of the body of the animal on the soul, as opposed to the clouds are meaningless to the sun. The body of a human being is a keli, as he said, chonaklolis. It's not a specific preparation, let's say, by the faculties and each aver, and each or the fact the, the faculties and each organ. There, that's real erpnimi. The soul has an element of erpnim in it. Yeah. So in the parentheses, within the parentheses, he's talking more about um, how the container. In the parentheses, within the parentheses, talking more about the element of whether it's because the air is in, in oblivious to the containers. Or not. And outside and the and the first parenthesis is talking about that it's a it's a, it comes from will. Okay. Even with the container, you can speak the two aspects. The one aspect, it's similar to the sun, the soul. That it's an oyer and doesn't need effort and doesn't need and doesn't impact on it. That's correct. But on the other side, it's not similar to the sun because is there is needed there. And then there's the other aspect that is by what will and not by by uh, automatic by force. So and now I'll back to outside the parenthesis. So the revelation, therefore, is by will. Going back to before the whole parenthesis. Okay. Now what? So there he said, 
you see now that the soul is a tzitzin. So if ima yesi gilu tzitzin, it's hariu makom makom b'derech mamela. And even though it comes by will, so you could say one second, if it comes by will, we're back to shafa. Because a teacher also willingly chooses to now transmit to a student, and when he does so, he's making the commitment to get involved and work at it. Here with the soul, you have like an opposite thing. You'd think the sun is automatic. You know why it's automatic? And not by desire. I'm sorry. The sun doesn't, is not, impact, is not, it comes naturally from the sun. It doesn't take any effort. Because the sun automatically, the sun is a, is a, is a radiator. But here you're saying it's coming from a desire. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, the energy and light of the soul comes automatically. So we have here something that is both has both qualities. It's desire, and it does not take any effort, which of course is going to explain a key element in the nimshal in Aryan Sof, which is going to go to now. The example of all this is Yuvan Lamaila will understand above in the infinite in, in, in the light. Just click on all the way to the right. It says do not send or something. Or can't. What does it say? What are the options? What are the options there? It says send the report, don't send. Don't send. Oh, no, 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 no. This is going to be a problem. I think it's close to closing yours. It will cl- when you close this, the whole thing will stop? Right, don't send. Or just ignore it. Just ignore it. Let's do that. Okay, I'm not, okay. No, 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 because I'm, I'm concerned. Right, don't send. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so all this is going to come explain how it is Eirein Sof. Eirein Sof, the light, as we spoke earlier, Without end, the infinite light. Not that the light itself is infinite. This infinite light is a revelation of the essence that's similar to the essence, like oil. Because now, in general, these two levels of light and flow, lamaila. Because in general, these two the dimensions, these two forms of transmission that we spoke about above, one is the energy that manifests in containers and in the worlds, and the second is the air that beyond that transcends and is beyond the slapses, beyond manifesting within, the transcendent energy. So one is the imminent energy and one is the transcendent. Yeah. The energy that manifests in containers is the one that comes like a shefa. And in its root and its source, is energy to radiate the world, not the energy that it just reveals the essence. If you recall earlier, he discussed these two at length, obviously, <coughs> going back to chapters. Um, he began discussing the difference between these two uh, all the way, uh, where was it? 
this began in chapter 46. If you remember, he started speaking about the difference between the two. 46, and then of course in 48. He continued on the example of, of, of desire and faculties. All came to explain all this. So he's bringing it all back now to that. The two types of energy, imminent and transcendent. So remember, the first 46 chapters, 47 chapters, was about imminent energy. Then he moved over in chapter 46, started talking about the transcendent and comparing the two, using the example of, of desire and faculties. One is just an expression of the source. The other has a purpose and faculty to radiate within existence. And now he's going back and tying it all together. So that which manifests in containers is Shefa. And in its root is the energy that radiates the worlds, and that's not just to reveal and express the essence. The Hainuli is Bibchinis Mitsiyasir, which means that it should be a Mitsiyasir. It's a form of Shefa, but it's Ayr. We're also talking about Ayr. In Ayr itself, these two different aspects. That there should be a Mitsiyasir, there should be an existence, a substantial transmission here. And this manifests within containers. This is, by the way, the level of the ten hidden spheres in its root, which becomes the kav, which later manifests within the containers of Atsilis. And when it manifests within the containers, it becomes, as we learned earlier, a muhus mitzis dover. It becomes something of substance and personality. And the transmission is in an organized and hierarchical fashion, orderly, organized, higher, lower. And distinguished and, div- and, and diverse and divided by levels of higher and lower. In intensity and in its and, and mute and its diminishment. In more and less. Beribui is, is uh, more and miut is less. So what I called it before, miut, ribui is um, intensity of miut is diminished or lessened. And and they are distinguished fundamentally in their essential levels. All this, by the way, is the words that he used all the way back then. If you remember when he explained the gradations of the spatial hierarchy of the spheres and of the worlds, he used all this. So every line here is, is, every word here is precise. That it manifests in the containers and becomes substance. Okay, so the examples are also very relevant because every detail of the example is now going to play itself out. becomes a of substance, and the the and the transmission is in a progression, and a division and divided by higher and lower, both in ribu emit. If you remember the ribuita air, how how strong and powerful the energy is, meaning. And how concealed it is. But also, if you remember, it wasn't just how diminished energy, but fundamentally Chachma was higher than Bina. And that's why it had more energy in it. And so-called, what do you say, closer to the source, or more distance to the source means how, what, what, how much bitl it has and how much energy it has. I'm saying, its fundamental level of how it relates to the divine, that determines the measure of energy it gets from the Kav and where it's, and where it's placed on the... In the progression of things, all this is a summary of those of those many chapters back then. Why? Because this general energy is only for one purpose. 
to radiate the worlds. And it comes, and that means, and, and it's not just to radiate the worlds from above, but it comes in a manifest, internalized, integrated way. As we said before, if it weren't for the worlds, we wouldn't have ten spheres. You wouldn't need this energy. There'd be no, it wouldn't be shaykhs, as he put it earlier. Back in chapter 47, I believe. Yeah. Now we go to the transcendent energy. However, the energy that's a level of called infinite energy, not just the energy of the infinite. Because as we said, two reasons you can't call it energy of the infinite, because you can't call God without end or without infinite. You'd have to call him without beginning. And secondly, without end implies some expression, some extension, some hispastus, some expansion. So it's a but the oil that is beginning saying so if who should bow in a atmos labish feel a hairless elements. It comes from the essence, not in order not labish feel, not in order to radiate the worlds. To illuminate in the worlds. The worlds. It's only a giliatsam. Rather it's just a revelation of the essence. Shuhubhinis ayin beatsam. So now all the things they just said don't apply here. He's going to say now. There he said it's a mahus, mitzias. Now he says it's ayin be'etzem. It's fundamentally um, substanceless, fundamentally shapeless, formless. mahus It's not at all a mahus mitzias dover klal. Shefa, something is being transmitted, one way or another. Here, there's nothing. Doesn't have any personality, and it doesn't have any substance. Correct. It doesn't have characteristics. It's just that's all it is. It's like it's like the color of an object, as you said before. Compare that to the other one, and you'll that's where it's compared. It's in a state of einsof, without end, endless, infinite. Completely shapeless. The Ainabab Khinis Islapsh's cloud and doesn't come in any form of manifestation of Islapshus, dressing it up in a garment. The Kashem Sha'atmus ain't a big islapshus. Just like the essence. Atmus is not together, it's not even the in the league, it's not even in the not even in the potential state of Islapshus. Together, how would you find Ain't a big It's not even in, the, in that category. Of not even the category of islapshus are manifesting. There's something. Same thing as the revelation of the essence doesn't come in any form of uh, manifestation in something. And even though it's only a revelation of the essence and not the essence itself, because it doesn't have anything from the etzem. As we said, sunlight, the light of the sun, does not have anything from the sun in it. All it is is a reflection of the sun. All it is is an energy from the sun. So even though it's not the essence, but it's like similar to the essence. Just like the essence is infinite and shapeless. The same thing, the energy is endless, infinite and formless. And a state of formlessness. The be'emes mitzada pshita she be'ed ain't a shayer by shum shem rak ain't sof. 
Because in truth, because of the shapelessness of the energy, you, you, can, you can't give it any name but to say it's insof, to say that it's infinite. He's adding another thing now. He's explaining how the energy, the name Eir Sof is the only name you can give to the Eir is saying it's Sof. When you give it that name, when we give it that name, meaning defining how it comes out when it's revealed, as we shall explain, we cannot also call it just the name desire. Because Rotson comes because Rotson comes as a revelation from the essence like we discussed earlier chapter 49 I don't understand this distinction My mistake. I didn't read it right. It, 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 I, I read it wrong. It's a fine. Omnam kishenachano yisib b'shem. When you give it a name, meaning when it comes out in a revealed state, ef shulchanesei rak b'shem rotsin. The only way we can describe it is only with the name desire. Not. I, I, I read it wrong. I said you cannot call it the name desire. I'll tell you why. Here, see, I was applying my own knowledge from elsewhere, because elsewhere is going to explain. That the Alter Rebbe, that Rameh calls Ein Sof, Eir Ein Sof, Rotzen. And the Alter Rebbe says it's not Rotzen because Rotzen is already a level. So I was thinking that's what he's saying here. He's not what he's saying here. So I was reading, I was saying you can't call it the name Rotzen. The truth is that Rak tells you you could call it. You can't call it anything else but desire. Why? Because the Rotzen, desire, comes as a revelation from the essence. As we explained earlier, chapter 49. So basically, right now, this area is called Ratzin. I will, do, I will qualify and tell you that clearly in Chsidus, the Alter Rebbe's Chiddush, is that air is higher than Ratzin. But that's going to be probably qualified later. We're not discussing that right now. Air is higher than Ratzin. But right now, for practical purposes, desire and faculties is like air is like and Shefa, and they're connected in the source to the infinite light, which is only to reveal essence, and the imminent light as the transcendent light becomes the root of Sev of Kalman, and the imminent and light, which is the, the, the hidden, ten hidden spheres, how God envisioned existence, is the energy that to radiate the world and has a purpose and function, yeah, which is more like Shefa. Yeah, Elsewhere, what I said is going to be explained. I don't think we learned that earlier. No, I don't think so. Alter Rebbe says the orient itself is higher than Makiv or, because we have ors, we're going to learn or is all the way goes into the essence itself. Rotson is already a some type of manifestation. Relatively speaking, Rotson compared to faculties is ur. For practical purposes right now, it's all in the form of ur, which is basically Rotson, the only purpose of desire is to reveal and express the soul. It doesn't have anything else. You have to remember that... Atik is the beginning of or. Which Atik? Or is even higher than Atik, but uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other tens which level of air. I mean, Atik is... Or uh, so yeah, but there's a lot of levels of Nur and Sof. They're going to learn there's Ur and Sof as it's encompassed in the essence, there's Ur and Sof as it comes out of the essence. There's, we learned that already. Then there's Ur and Sof that has within its spheres, but infinite spheres. Then there's Ur and Sof that defines ten spheres. Yeah, we spoke We spoke some of the levels before. He hasn't elaborated. Uh, uh, look, as we discussed, there's levels and levels and levels. L- let's finish the Mimer already, right? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Hmm? Yeah, I'm gonna do it very quickly. It's a page and a half, but it's. Been a month on this ten years. We're moving very quickly here. Chapter a day. We're ready. We're moving. This is chapter fifty-six here. Fifty-six. Okay, Valpi Anal, the conclusion of the discourse. Valpi Anal, according to the above view of Mashakasu Shaftim Shaitim Titan Lacha, will understand what it says. Judges and law enforcers, you shall place. Titlacha, you shall place by all your gates. You shall appoint for yourself at all the gates. The pardis writes that the ten spheres of Atsilas are called mishpat from the perspective of bina. They're called judgment or justice from the perspective of bina. So that's Shefet, Mishpat. What does that mean? By Inyan. Justice, the whole idea of justice is that he judges, Shefet, you measure and judge. Is it this way or is it that way? Which means you judge. Is this one right? Is this one correct? Or you're judging a situation and determining which is the right way to uh, correct way. Obaruchnius and the spiritual state, Inyan Hamishpat, what is the Inyan of Mishpat, of Judges? It's the measurement. It's the, what did I say? Evaluation. The evaluation, yeah, that's good. The evaluation in the energy, in how, how it should be transmitted into the recipients. Should it go in this fashion or in that form? And also in the judging and measuring, the prepar- in the preparation of the recipient, if he's worthy for the hashpa for the transmission, and the way he's worthy, in the way that he is worthy, the So all this is possible only in the imminent energy. That manifests an energy inside of a container. Therefore, there is a possibility of all these options. And what the habina. Okay, so we understand now the spheres are all around. The, mishpat, mishpat is all justice. And measuring justice is all about the ten spheres. What the Pardis says, it comes from the side of Bina. What does that mean? This is what we discussed earlier. Remember that the primary beginning of the cosmic order, of the structure of existence, is from Bina. Chachma, we learned, is already because Chachma has a taste, is a main of that which is beyond. If you recall, we spoke this at length, that even though Chachma is also lower than Ratzin, but the example of Chachma Bina, because within existence we also have a taste of something that's beyond existence. Remember the hologram. 
critical, so there's no contradictions here. However, now, now he's going back to the beginning. If you remember the beginning of the discourse, he brought the medrash. The medrash brought that God, an example, just like a father, a king, had many children. And he loved the youngest one more than all. So it's what did he do? And he had a partisan orchard, which he loved more than everything. So he took the thing he loved most and gave it to the one I love most. That's what he said. So the Medrash says, God said the same thing. I love the Jewish people more than all the nations. And therefore, what I've created, which is justice, I give to the one I love most. So the question he asked was, what's the connection between the youngest and so on? Omna mashukaz Medrash however, what it says now in Medrash show of Oyev Oyev. That he loves the youngest one more than them all. Here the the intention in this is to transmit the essence of the divine light. So Bishpat in general is talking about the energy, the imminent energy. But this message, he says the one I love most, the youngest one, here the intention is to transmit the higher energy, the transcendent energy. That's Ein Sof and Bligvul. Without end and infinite. Without limit. Because in order to transmit the essence of the divine light, the transcendent light, this is specifically through not having containers. The Hedra Keli Zeo Keli Lack of container, lack of meaning, emptying yourself. Suspending yourself. That's the container for Atmosayr and Sof. So remember, we spoke about faculties need containers. Soul needs a container of body. Transcendent energy, which is the divine highest energy, is the exact opposite. If you're there, the contain, it, 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 it disturbs the flow. The transmission is when you're not there. And that's the bit that he's going to say is cotton. That's the beauty. That's a cotton. That's the child. The yeah, the littlest one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the bittle, the suspension of self that's higher than logic. That's supra-logical. Supra-rational, actually, is the best word. That's the, that's the true union of bittle. A bittle that comes, a suspension of self that comes based on rational reasons, is not true suspension of self. Because your intelligence compelled you so. Therefore, you're still a Metzius when you're bottled because it came as a result of your Metzius. Because you are, because you relate to the virtues of Bittel, your Metzius dictated it's worthwhile. So, there's, so you're Metzius even when you're Bittel. You know, there's a story with Yisrael Nevler. Huh? No. Yisrael Nevler, the Rebbe Rashab told him that he should stay up Thursday night. He was a Chesed Yeshiva, he told him to stay up Thursday night to learn Chassidus and so on. Once in a while, he got tired. So what he'd do is he'd go lie down Thursday day, so he could be up Thursday night. The Friedrich Rebbe took meticulous attendance. And he, said, and they, and he would go over, he would review it with the Rebbe Rashab, and he'd see Yisrael Nevler. He's not coming every Thursday. You know, once in a while, you see he's not there in Yeshiva. So the Rebbe Rashab called him in and said, My eye, what is this? She said, the Rebbe said to stay up Thursday night. So sometimes I have to prepare to stay up. I have to prepare for it. Meaning, 
take a nap. So Rebbe Rashab said to him, do you think, Yisrael, for not, from, from sleeping you can come to not sleeping? That sleep can be a preparation for not sleep. Basically, there's two types of bitl. There's a bitl. Okay, it's a bitl mitzvah. The Rebbe Rashab said, so I know I have to be up. So I'll go to sleep in order to not sleep. So, that, so then there's a real bitl. Like one guy once told me, he said to me, even bitl, even bitl has to have some gishmak. But that means that, uh, some taste. Anyway, the point here is that a, a bitl from Tamvadas rational is not complete because it's an interesting expression. is And therefore, because it's coming from rational reason, he's a mitzias. He's in a state of mitzias even when he's bo- bo- bottled. He's still a mitzias. And additionally, when it comes from rational reason, the bitl is in order, has a purpose. In order for you to be a container for the revelation of the transmission, the revelation of the energy. So that also seichel compels you and concludes that you should be a container. So it's also a, uh, a right. And also, additionally, it also has within a, a limit. It's going to be commensurate to the amount that how much your rational compels you to be. That, and that brings you, that compels and brings you to this bitl. So your bitl is direct proportion to what your rational tells you. And according to the measure of how he wants to be a container, according to that, it will be his bitl. If I want to be more container, I'll be more bottle. If I want to be less, I'll be a little less bottle. Bottom line is you're in control. It's interesting how he spells it out, huh? You can bring about this when you say to somebody, okay, he says, you know what, I'm going to be bitl for an hour to you, and then I'm going to stop. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm giving you 40% of my bitl. The Meshum calls that because of all this, ain't a bitl amiti. Because of all this, it's not a true bitl. Vamitis a bitl, true bitl, who ba bitl da nochas is a bitl of suspension of self, completely putting yourself aside. That's not based on rationale. And it's not confined and limited. And that's the bitl of the cotton, of the young one, of the child. The bitl of a, a young person compared to a mature is that his whole essence is, it's not relative bitl. It's not a little less more. A little child, look at a little child, how they completely are receptive. It's not like, and it's not based on logic. In Yiddish he says, he loses himself in face of the adult. The mashpia or mekabel had a mekabel bottle of mashpia. When you talk about mashpia and mekabel, teacher, student, or transmitter and recipient, the mekabel had bottle of mashpia. The recipient is bottle is is, is uh, subjugated to the transmitter. And through this, he becomes a container to receive. But there, mashpia mekabel, there it's a pitam vedas. It's a logical, it's a rational uh, um, relationship. Daily is keli. Why is he subjugated to his teacher? Because he wants to be a container. And he won't receive if he's not. We're not even talking about a student that's not bought. We're talking here there is. By contrast, the subjugation, the bitl, the, 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 the lack of self of a small, of a young person compared to an adult is not based on tamvadas. It's not based on rationale. The bitl is with his entire essence. Actually, this you see. You literally see this. You don't even need an explanation. Young children. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a child who already... A, a, a young child. 
you know, one, two-year-old. That's why parents can be so so powerful in the eyes of a child, both, God forbid, for negative and obviously for positive. The child is completely, completely submissive. There's no battle going on. A one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old. No, that's another thing. But but no, but but when it comes to you know, you know, they may. But when they're bottle, it's not with. A, at what age do we lose bittle? It's interesting. Three. Three? I, I no. Old, I'm not talking about like that. I'm talking about bittle. You know, in a more. It's not before bar mitzvah. It doesn't mean you don't have any say, but you know, what do you really, you know, yeah, you lie, you may cheat, you may, but... You're still visible. <laughs> no, because you, you, you have control. You can you can order. A child like that is still going to listen. They may not listen in, in private, but you you have, you still dominate over them. Okay, well, fine, fine, fine. And this is the meaning of This is what it says in Mezzar Shabbat that he loved the youngest one. He loved Bukhinis Bitlahanal. That's what it is. It's a beautiful explanation of this Mezzar, you know? That means the Bitl that we're talking about. Now he's going a, a, a little deeper. And this is that the Godl This love for the cotton is that the Godl, meaning the king here, is making his he's turning his Isasatsme, he's turning himself into a cotton. The cotton ain't lay das. A child has no das, has no yet mature intelligence. And a godl bedas, meaning a, a, a mature person, adult in knowledge, in his mind and in his emotions. He makes himself like a small person. My mistake. I interpret that on the king. It's not on the king. He's talking now on Naveda. What does it mean, Naveda? Ayavis a cotton. That the godl should become like a cotton. In other words, that you should turn yourself into that. He puts himself aside. Fundamentally laying yourself aside. This is the bitl that's above Tam Vedas. That a mashpia, a regular mashpia, makabal do not have. A regular teacher and student. This is Kabbalah Shalom Hashem, the the acceptance of the yoke of heaven on Rosh Hashanah. The Huitni in Kabbalah Shalom Hashem, but that a klal. I'm sorry, the hine because in general the Indian of Kabbalah Shalom Hashem, general accepting the yoke of heaven, general who she'en al pidam v'das. It's in general not according to rational. Ukiduah have first bittel the ayevus the ayev elanev the bittel ha'eved ladene. As it's known, the difference between a beloved, a a lover to his beloved, comparing that different from the bittel, from the from the the subjugation of a lover to his beloved, and the subjugation of a servant to his master. The ba'ayev v'nehav in a lover and a beloved, whom a pnei yedei because he knows and appreciates his ilui, his that person's um, quality, and because he receives from him. And therefore his subjugation, his submission is commensurate to his, to his awareness and his comprehend understanding, right? And according to this, measured to this, is the way he becomes a container for his beloved. 
The bitl, the subjugation of a servant, is not because of the quality of the master. And not, it's not in order to receive anything. Remember, the transcendent energy has no purpose. All it is, is revealing the essence. That's all that matters. There's no function. Even the function of faculties and containers, the function of a teacher teaching a student is also not there. Only because he's a servant. That's all I am. I'm a servant. I'm here. I'm completely subjugated. This is in general, and this is similarly also the general accepting the yoke of heaven. And specifically, accepting the yoke of heaven is in general placing all of yourself, your whole essence aside for godliness. He places, in Yiddish he adds, he places them entirely away and aside for godliness, for Elikus. Because Rosh, why is this on Rosh Hashanah? Because Rosh Hashanah is the time when we draw, down, we, we draw down and transmit the desire for kingship, for leadership, and the desire, God's desire, for creating and sustaining the world. This is the level of Kesed Malchus. The desire within Malchus, that we that we uh, draw down, that we transmit on Rosh Hashanah. This is the transmission of the essence of the divine, the transcendent energy. The container for this is, as he said, no container. Specifically, the way you this is bitl the total, the total laying, putting yourself aside. This is what the Razal say on the Pasuk that, that about Eretz Yisrael. So it says, God watches over this land from beginning of the year to the end of the year. See, so it says, Reish is Chosuk We've already learned this before. It says, Reish is Chosuk. It says, Reish is Chosuk. The beginning of the year should be with an Aleph. It says, Reish is without an Aleph. Chosuk Siv. Reish is written missing that letter. The Chol Why? The Chol Shonashi Roshu B'tchilosa Heru Mishasheres. Every year that's Roshu B'tchilosa that's like poor, impoverished. In the beginning, will be a very will turn into a very wealthy year. That's what the Gemara says. The Razal say. Rashi, Rashi explains. When Israel turns themselves, they turn themselves Russian into being complete emptiness, uh, complete um, paupers, vidalim, and poor and, and impoverished ones. Kedoshin and like empty ones. And like like an impoverished ones, but Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Umavakshim Tachnunim, and they request and all their Tachnunim, they their they're beseeching to God. In other words, as if they are not worthy, God forbid. Umavakshim Rak Rachmim. All we're asking is your mercy. They also request forgiveness and Mechila. Slicha Mechila. Two forms of forgiveness. Slicha. To forgive a mechila, to overlook. And even total tzaddikim, complete tzaddikim, who are not who are not capable of any sin, God forbid. Also ask forgiveness and say viduim, say the confession, the vidui, alchet. They make themselves as if they're sinners and 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 transgressors. And they're an awakening of a tshuva of a return with literally a, phys- a, a actual broken heart. 
and they accept upon themselves the yoke of heaven completely. Complete acceptance of the yoke of heaven. With putting, completely suspending their entire essence. And also in this, there's also mishpat. Okay. So he said, now mishpat, he said before, is the ten spheres. And the relationship with the ten spheres already with the structure of existence. But the Medrash adds that now we have to introduce the cotton. We have to introduce the mishpat is being given to the cotton. So now he's explaining that second half. Because the cotton is the bittel that, that introduces the infinite divine light, which is the transcendent light. So now he says, and here too we need mishpat. Even in this higher bittel, which is the transcendent energy, and he said before, mishpat is the imminent energy, we also need trans- imminence. For who lishpat asasme ba'advarim amutarim? And that is to judge yourself in the things that are permitted. Because in this time of the year, there has to be specific, additional, increasing care has to be taken as it's known about what you permit yourself to do. Even the things that are permitted. And also, also mishpat, in order the general placing yourself aside, the general placing yourself aside is also a matter of, of certain justice, a certain measurement. Because he judges and he hum- and, 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 uh, sublimates himself. We talked about subjugates. No, no, machnia is when you sub- submits himself. Or submission. submission. Yeah, like we talked about, when a person prays only with heavy mind, meaning he, it's a, a submission, it's a surrender. So, yeah, but he also, also, Meshbet is both in measuring what you're, what you're permitted to do in this time, and also, in general, uh, submitting, uh, judging and submitting yourself. Submitting, surrendering. Submitting. Now, what does it mean that the Medrash says, that he loves the judgment? You know, he says, the expression is, he loves his youngest child, and he's going to give what he loves to the one that he loves. So he loves the total bittel, and he's giving him mishpat. So mishpat is needed even in this total bittel. Yeshleim, we can say this means, means that he loves, that there's a mile, there's a virtue of primi over makif, over internal Imminence over transcendence. And that is, as we just discussed earlier in the beginning of this section, that mishpat is in the ten spheres. As it's known, as it's known, the the, supre, the superiority, the supremacy, the virtue of yeshir over igulim. This is kabbalistic language. Save of mamala, transcendent, imminent, makiv pnimi, surrounding internal. In Kabbalah, it's called Yeshir, is the line, the straight line, and Igulim are the circles. So Yeshir is internalist energy, like the Kav. Igulim is the eagle, like the eagle Agadl, the circle. So it's known, the Maila of Yeshir over Igulim. V'inyin, okay. So now we have now, basically we really need, as he's been saying in the end of every discourse, you need the quality of both, bringing Pnimi and Makif together. So Mishpat on its own is Pnimi, is imminent. Oyev is a cotton is transcendence that comes through total bittel. There too you need mishpat, and the love of mishpat is because the quality that brings the internalization. In other words, you don't just want the bittel of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, you want it also to be internalized. <laughs> You're sighing? Why, which level have you not reached? 
Okay. The Indian Shani Nason Mashani Oyev, Shani Oyev, and the Indian, what it says in the Medrash, that I give what I love to the one that I love, because I love, meaning through the through the transmission of the essential energy, the transcendent energy, automatically you also get the internal energy. So what is God saying? I give Mishpat, my, my imminent energy, to the one that I love, to the cotton, to the bitle of the transcendent energy. We could also say the meaning in it is, the intention in this is, that he gives that which he loves to the one he loves. And that is what he gives to Israel, specifically the power of bitl that's higher than than uh, the, the super rational bitl. In other words, what he's saying, that he gives what he loves to the one that he loves, is not referring that he gives the imminent energy to the Transcendent energy, it's that he's saying that he gives to the one that he loves, he giving them the transcendent power, the bitl of bit power. Yes, the last amount of bitl you get from upstairs. One second, that's what we learned earlier. We said earlier, that placing yourself aside, that itself is mishpat. And in truth, even this bitl that's super rational is also a form of pnimi because it's placing yourself completely aside. It's not just some incidental makavdika thing. You are completely being bavatli yourself. Bottom line is there's two interpretations. So we said before that you need mishpat also when you place bitl. And that's what God is giving you, that mishpat. So in other words, there's two things. A mishpat can mean the justice, the, the, the measurement that's necessary in the bittle that's higher than super rational, or it could mean the mishpat that comes as a result of being that bittle, you also get the, the quality of internalization. So really, and in, interdependent, because the fact is that that type of total bittle is also internalization. Yeah. Because they're rooted in the essence of the divine light. He didn't say yet. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Because that bitl is rooted in the itself, and he gives that to his ones that he loves. And every Jew, every every one of Israel has this level, and it's easy for him to come to it. More than the work, the effort that is rational. That not everyone is capable of that. Only one who's possible, capable of comprehension and medita- and 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 and, and, uh, and and contemplation. And it needs a lot of work, like we said before. With the work, remember, shefa requires effort. It needs a lot of work and yigia and exertion. Rabba, extensive work and exertion. Now you're seeing all the levels you're seeing here that about shefa, about the erhamamala. The internal light. And it has within it many different levels. Whether the effort, whether the work, the avayda, the service will be like this or like that. But the bitl, the super rational bitl, this everyone has and it's easy to come to it. And this is the meaning of judges and and law enforces you shall appoint in, to yourself in all your gates. So Peter's b'shach alatayda. It says the sifsi kain on the tayda shein chushi hanefesh. These are the senses of the soul. Ukedisa b'sefi yitzira, like it says in the book of formation, zayin shaadim benefesh. The soul has seven gates. Beis anayim two eyes. Beis anayim two ears. Beis nikvei achreitim two nostrils. Vapeh in the mouth. Seven. Shetzarech li is hamishpat vahagdara. 
That means you shall place judges and law enforcers at all your gates, at all your seven gates. This means that you need to measure and judge and and what you said, what you evaluate the the the, the category of of, every, of the state of being, the state of uh, being of all your seven uh, uh, senses. You should close your eyes strongly from seeing evil. And, and shut your ears from hearing something bad. And lock your mouth from speaking bad. So in other words, that's the mishpat, to make sure your senses do not... Yeah. And all this comes because of the bitl where you place yourself completely aside. The higher bitl. And this is the bitl that comes from the chachma, not bina. And the power of desire within the soul. So it's a transcendent level. And when you have this type of bitl where you completely set yourself aside, then automatically you have the mishpat. Which is... The Hagdara, that you're going to measure and define and confine Hagdara is categorization of all the fa- of all the organs of the body. And this is the meaning where he says, and they shall judge the nation a, a justice, a, a righteous justice. This is referring now to the judgment of the, all the organs of the body. In other words, in addition that you have to place Mishpat Shaftim on your gates, it's also you have to judge and categorize all the organs of your body. And through all of this, we draw down and we transmit the infinite, the essence of the infinite light. This is what it says: that the merit of judge of Mishpat of justice, I will rest my holiness among you, between you. Among you. Then you do it, the Gdusha because it's known. The Gdusha, this means a part godliness, the holiness, it refers to the essence of the divine. It's holy and removed and apart from all of the structure of existence, from the imminent. And it's drawn and transmitted specifically through this justice. And the second statement, and the merit of this justice, I will redeem all of you in a complete redemption. Redemption also comes from the essence of the divine light, the transcendent energy. When I, if I will redeem you, I will, I, Anoichi will redeem you. Because Gula, redemption means going out of your transcending and leaving your confined state. That's specifically from the essence of the divine light. And all this we, Transmit through mishpat, through justice. This is the meaning. Judges and 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 the law enforcers, you shall appoint for yourself. The level of mishpat, the bittel that you will judge and sublimate yourself completely in and place your entire essence aside. This is Israel. Israel is like a child because they diminish themselves in a form of a complete suspension of self and placing themselves aside because through this they, they draw down and they transmit the essence of the divine light and this is the meaning that the merit of the justice I will rest my holiness among you and I will redeem you in a complete summary 
the soul is confined in the body. And the soul is, and the sun is not confined. But the sun is mukhrich. It's forced. It must radiate. But in the soul, the revelation is willing, is by will. Nevertheless, it's a state of air, not shefa. What's the example of it above? The energy to radiate the worlds is imminent energy. That's all That's like the flow of shefa. And the, the infinite, the transcendent energy is only revelation of the source, and it's similar to the source. Only thing you can call it, describe it. As is desire, shugili atmos, which reveals the essence. And according to the above, we understand the verse of judges and law enforcers. I will appoint; you shall appoint for yourself. So we finish discourse fourteen.